Hey girly, what is up? Welcome to Unhidden. My name is Vesta and I am so glad that you're here. My heart is for this show to not only be a fruitful podcast, but a thriving community. One where we can talk about the hard things in life with no shame and celebrate the beautiful things in life with the fullness of joy. From Jesus, to dating, to marriage, to life, to friendships, and even sexuality. I wanna talk about it all and provide a safe space for you to do the same. Yeah, we're gonna get real here, okay? So don't be scared. Just take a deep breath, grab a drink, kick up your feet, and unmask. Let's do this. Let's get unhidden. What's up, ladies? Welcome back to Unhidden. I'm Vesta, and I hope your day is going so sweet. I don't know when you're listening to this, if it's during the day, if it's in the afternoon or the evening, but I just pray that you have felt the sweet kisses of the Lord throughout the day. I pray that your mind and your heart has been at rest. I pray that you have been able to just feel God's peace um, and that you have just set your mind with expectation and just have been eager of how the Lord is going to minister to you in whatever way, whether that's at your workplace or just in nature or whatever it is. Um, Yeah, I just pray that your day has been sweet. And I pray that this podcast adds even the more sweetness to your day. But before we go ahead and get into it, let's just pray. Whether you're, again, whether you're at work, whether you are working out, whether you're about to head to bed, um, we're just going to cover this podcast and watch and see what the Lord does. So, all right, let's pray. Well, Father God, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for this day. We thank you for waking us up. We thank you for putting breath in our lungs. We thank you for deeming us worthy to see another day. We thank you for allowing us to glorify you and worship you another day, oh God. Father, we just pray and ask that you minister to us. We pray and ask that the words that you speak through me are only yours and anything else, God, I pray that isn't of you falls on deaf ears, God. I pray that you just prepare the hearts of these sweet ladies um, for, again, whatever it is that you are wanting them to get out of this podcast, God. Um, We just love you, and we praise you, and we worship you, and we thank you for this sweet community. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, so I did a... Um, a poll on Instagram asking you guys if you were familiar with Sabbath. And a lot of you said that you were familiar with the language of Sabbath, the practice of Sabbath. A lot of you said that. But then a lot of you also then messaged me quickly after saying, I wish I practiced this. Um, And so I just want to share a little bit about Sabbath. I think that could be really cool to actually be an entirely different podcast. Um, But I just want to share with you um, what Sabbath is and how Stuart and I actually practice it in our everyday lives. And if you don't know, my husband's name is Stuart. Um, (laughs) So I'll be saying that name a lot and now you know who I'm referring to. Um, I cannot wait to bring him onto the podcast and introduce him to you guys. He is the sweetest human being and I love him so much. Babe, if you're listening to this, which you probably are, I am so in love with you. Anyway, okay, let's get into it. So 
Sabbath. So Sabbath day is, a, or technically, the technical definition for it is a religious observance and abstinence from work. It's something that the Jewish people practiced, um, and it was just a day. So they would take Friday evening to Saturday evening, a full 24 hours, just to truly rest. They didn't put their hands to work um, in a way that was actually like stressful to them. They just allowed it to be the day, a day, where they didn't put their hands to anything, and they allowed their minds and their hearts to just tune into the Lord. Um, without distraction or anything. And so Stuart and I actually practice Sabbath. So today is Monday. You're going to be hearing this podcast on a Tuesday, but today for me, it's Monday and it's my Sabbath day. Um, And so what that looks like for us is we truly do nothing. Like we don't do anything that's extremely stressful to the mind, to the heart, to the soul. Like we, we rest in the very word of rest, like it's exactly what it sounds like. Um, and it is super sweet and extremely beautiful. And there's not a system to it. It's not a formula. Um, it really, I think is, it just, how do I say this? I'm trying to find the words. It goes off of who you are as an individual or what you need as a couple. If you're married or if you're single, um, it, it can be formed by around what it is that you consider um, restful. And so, yeah, for Stuart and I, we don't do, we have no demands. So we don't work on Monday. Um, and so therefore, we answer no emails. We don't respond to text messages if we don't want to. We don't answer phone calls if we don't want to. We don't hang out with people if we don't want to. Like, it's truly a day where we just don't feel obligated to do. I was going to say obligated. Y'all, Lord help. Obligated to do anything. Um, And don't get me wrong. We love the people in our lives. We love our friends. We love our family. We love those who we work with. But there are moments where you have to lay down boundaries just to protect your soul. And so for because me and my husband are both in full-time ministry, and I put that in quotes, um, because I think as a Christian, as a believer, like our light should always be on. And and not in a performance type of way, but meaning like when the Lord said in scripture, you don't light a light and put it under a basket. Like that defeats the purpose. When the light is on, it's to be seen, it's to to lighten up the space. It is to bring joy to people. You know, like that's who we are. We are the light. We are the city on a hill. So therefore our lives should always be ministering to people. Like that's just what we should do because we are believers, not in a, again, performance based type of way or a legalistic religious way, but our light should always be shining because that's what the Lord desires of us. Um, but but there are moments where you just need to be refreshed and you just need to be poured into yourself. And so because we are both in full-time ministry, we need moments where we are poured into. We need moments where we need to rejuvenate because ministering can be exhausting, especially when it's your full-time job. Um, and it's looked at that way as in it's looked at as work. Um, and unfortunately that's the, the blur of lines that can happen when you are in full-time ministry. It can like ministering to people can be, it can become work 
versus just a desire of your heart. And that is, again, if you're not stewarding your heart and your time well. So because of that, we just draw all, like, we just close all doors to any sort of feeling or thoughts of obligation to respond to people. We just take the day for ourselves. And it is so sweet. It is so beautiful. And honestly, it is the day that I look forward to the most. Like, I'm not even joking. It could be a hell of a week. Like, and I say hell, not as a curse word, but literally like a hell week. It could be a hell week from Satan. (laughs) And like, I could just think, oh my gosh, Monday's coming up. And I breathe, like I can take a deep breath. Like it is the sweetest thing. And we can even look at each other and say, oh my gosh, like we don't have to do anything Monday. Like we can just be together and we can just like rest and be in PJs all day or sweatpants all day or whatever it is, messy hair, bed hair, stinky breath. Like it doesn't matter. Like we just know we have no obligations and it is the sweetest thing. And it is the most life-giving and rejuvenating thing I have ever experienced. I really do believe that the Lord has blessed this day. Um, for Stuart and I. And again, we are not going about it in a religious or legalistic way. And what I mean by that is like, oh my gosh, because this is what they did in the older days of Christianity, that means we have to do it now. No, but it was just something early in our marriage that the Lord brought light to because we just found ourselves being so exhausted. And we found ourselves sort of getting in like just tiny rifts because I would feel obligated to to be at events or do things when I wasn't even working. And so then I would be like stretched thin and then I would give that stretched thin Vesta to Stuart. And the Lord desires for us to give our best to our family first and then minister from that place. And so there was just a lot of... Um, order that needed to come and a lot of boundaries and balance that needed to happen. And so, yeah, we decided to honor Mondays as our Sabbath day and it has been the best thing. And, um, yeah, it, where was I going? I think I lost my train of thought. Yes. Okay. So Sabbath doesn't like it could be whatever it is that brings rest to your soul. So it's not like Stuart and I have a actual formula of what our Sabbath days look like. We don't. Some days we go out of the house and we go on a walk. Some days we go out of the house and we go on a drive. Some days we may go on a date day. Like it doesn't have to be you literally just like sitting in the house and not doing anything at all and being miserable. It's truly about doing what brings life to your soul, but more so on the side of rest. Um, so for example, if Stuart and I were to go on a drive, um, that's restful for the both of us. He loves driving. Like he loves just seeing nature and seeing the outdoors and like taking in the greenery and the trees and, um, the, the architecture, like he loves that type of stuff. And I love sitting in the passenger seat with my husband and looking at the same stuff. Like whatever he looking at out the window, I love to look at out the window because I'm with my best friend and I don't have to overexert my hip flexors and my back and my quads and my butt cheeks and my shins because y'all, I drive a manual. I drive a stick shift. And if you're familiar with the stick shift, it is work. It is 
hard. <laughs> it is hard work when you're driving. It is not just easy. Put your foot on the gas and then put your foot on the brake when you're done. It's like you got to shift into gear one and gear two. And it's just a whole ordeal. And the it could be really stressful on the body. Um, so I just, I love just riding in the car next to my hunk of a man. And I don't know, it's just so sweet and it's restful. And we're like adventuring in the car. We don't even have to get out of the car. And we're like, it's given us life. So again, whatever gives you life, that's what you should do. If it's painting, then paint. If it's dancing, then dance. If it's gardening, then garden. Like you don't, it's literally, it's not you doing literally nothing. It's you doing what's restful for your soul, what brings you closer to the Lord. Um, and so I just want to encourage you, if you do not practice that and you find yourself in a whirlwind of life and you feel like you're on a hamster wheel, it is okay to take a day to focus on you. It is okay to take a day to focus on your spouse. It is okay to take a day to focus on you and your family and for you to do what it is that bring that brings your heart alive. Like that is okay. Take time for you so that you can pour from an even more filled cup. Um I feel like yes, as we know, Sabbath is not something that's often practiced in our society, let alone in the Christian culture anymore, because for some reason we feel like the go, go, go mentality and the go, go, go way of life is more honorable. And it's, um, you know, I don't know, we take so much pride in being productive and being active all the time and producing all the time and not knowing that the Lord is like, even the more in love with when we just rest and when we just be and we don't have to produce and we don't have to be effective and efficient, like we just can be human beings and rest. And he is absolutely okay with that. Um, so yeah, I, I went on a tangent. I don't even know where that tangent was going, but yeah, I just wanted to bring you in a little bit on what Sabbath looks like for us and how that could potentially look for you. It is life-giving. It is beautiful. It is healing. And I highly encourage you to do so. Okay. So on to the next, I have so much news to share with you guys. Um, so I'm going to do a little bit of a life update. Um, so I don't know if you have or not, if you've seen my Instagram post, um, but Stuart and I are actually leaving our full-time jobs at the end of April, um, to embark on a sweet new journey will, where we will be going to Kansas city. Um, we will be attending an internship at the international house of prayer. Um, and the internship is for about three months and, yeah, we will be leaving all that we know and have known for about four years now, four or five years, um, and moving into a totally different space five months into marriage. And <laughs> we don't even know where we're staying or where the money's coming from in order to execute any of this. Um, so before I get into all of that, I want to share with you what the internship is 
actually is. So um, it's called Intro to IHOPKC, and it's a full-time training program that's designed to prepare individuals for a lifetime of prayer and friendship with Jesus. Um, This internship offers a time of consecration, um, a place of encounter, and mission and prayer. And I... It's crazy because we feel like this is exactly like we are just in a season of needing refreshment. We're needing vision and direction for our marriage. And we just knew that our time was up at our current jobs, but we didn't necessarily know like what was after, you know. And so if you're not familiar with the International House of Prayer, it is a 24-7 prayer room that has been going on for about 20 years now um, or more. I think it's 20 years. But anyway, it is simply mind-blowing. There are people that are legitimately in the prayer room worshiping and praying unto the Lord nonstop. Like it is the sweetest thing I probably have ever seen and ever encountered. And it is extremely life-giving. And Stuart and I went to the prayer room um, twice together. I went a couple times before being married to him on my own, before us even dating. And I loved um, the I, the prayer room. I was going to say the IHOP. <laughs> I love the prayer room. I love um, the foundation of that space. I love Mike Bickle. If you haven't heard of Mike Bickle, you're missing out. You need to go check him out. Check out IHOP KC. It is phenomenal. I'm not talking about IHOP, the pancake shop, just saying. For real, y'all need to go check this place out. It is amazing. There is worship and prayer 24 7, and it is in the word where the Lord is pretty much saying, like, this is what I desire to see. This is what I desire to see on earth. This is what I want to come back to is people on their faces and on their knees crying out for me all day, all day and all night. And so, yeah, we're going to, um, just take some time to consecrate and seek the Lord for direction on where it is that he wants us because we feel like he's taking us somewhere um, even beyond the internship, but we don't know where, we don't know what it looks like, but we are just like, we say yes to you, Lord. We want you. We want more of you. We want a time of refreshment. We want to um, be healed of things. Even the more we want to sit at your feet and allow our relationship with you to grow and our relationship with each other to grow. Um, we are just, we're eager for something new. We're eager for change and, um, but it all comes at a cost. And so again, we're going to be leaving our, um, we're going to be leaving our jobs at the end of April. Mind you, our lease of our current apartment isn't up until June. Um, we don't know where we're staying in Kansas city and we don't know how we're going to even pay for the internship. We just felt like this is where the Lord wanted us and wanted us to do, but we don't have the pieces to the puzzle. Um, we legitimately are walking on water. Like we are full blown faith walking right now. And it is terrifying. It's so scary. It is so hard. It's nerve-wracking but then there's moments where we feel so safe and so at rest and just just so encouraged and we know that the Lord's going to come through but then there's moments where we're like what are we doing this seems so dumb and so stupid like this doesn't even practically and logically make sense um but we are 
stepping out anyway. And so I just pray and ask that you guys cover us, if you will. We need prayer. Um, if you're interested in covering us financially, so the way that we would actually be supported while we're on mission at this internship um, is financial supporters. So people that are interested in covering us on a monthly basis, um, whether that's $25, $50, $100, $300, whatever it is that is on your heart to give, we are more than grateful um, for that. We have to raise about $3,000 for the actual internship. And then for like the day-to-day expenses, I would say um, we have to raise maybe about 10000 total, but that can be over the course of those months. It's just, it's a lot and it's a lot to wrap our minds around, but um, that is a life update for you. Like we are about to legitimately just walk on water and try our best to keep our eyes on the Lord and not be moved by the waves um, because it is terrifying. And we're five months into marriage and we didn't expect this to happen. Like you would think, oh, we want to be just settled for like the first year of marriage or whatever the case, but that's not what the Lord had in cards for us. Um, So we, there's just a lot of changes, a lot of newness, a lot of things happening. Um, But we're so excited and we're so expectant. And it's just, it's extremely challenging for me. Um, I made a, a Instagram post a couple days ago, just about rest and surrender. And I just, I'm noticing and realizing that I actually struggle with believing that the Lord can do it on his own. I feel like there's something like that I need to contribute. I feel like there's something that I need to add on to like the efforts of the Lord that would actually make it work. Like I need to do X, Y, and Z in order for the alphabet to be complete. And the Lord's like, well, sweet girl, I actually completed the alphabet before you wanted to add X, Y, and Z. Like all of it was already there um, in case you didn't know. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm I'm humbled again and again because I just didn't realize that I often try to take the resolution. I also I often try to troubleshoot the situation way before I allow the Lord to come through for me. And that has been the biggest struggle. Um, My husband, I mean, we both have wrestled with this, this new coming change in our own ways. But what I delight in and respect so much about him is that when he sets his mind on the goodness of God, he's set there. Like, he will dwell on that. There may be a a moment where the enemy will come in with some sort of, um, what's the word accusation that makes him second guess the goodness of God. But then he, he often like redirects his thoughts and he gets right back on, on track. But for me, I dwell in the darker things for a really long time. Like I dwell in, the possibility of the Lord failing me or the possibility of like things going wrong or like the possibility of the Lord saying, I'm actually not going to come through for you at this time just to challenge you a little bit more. Like I have such, I'm noticing from being married, which is the sweetest thing ever, 
and I thank the Lord for this gift. I'm noticing that I, I have a very negative way of thinking. I dwell in hopelessness a lot. I struggle with faith. Um, and so this whole journey has just been exposing my lack of faith in the Lord and my, my, my misconception of who God is and his character. Um, and now that I'm thinking about it at the beginning of this year and like sort of towards the end of last year, I was warring, asking the Lord, show me your character, show me who you are, show me your heart, like help me to get a right idea of you. I don't want to have a head knowledge idea. I want to have a heart knowledge idea. I, I don't want it to just be religious and legalistic thinking of you. I want it to be an innate thing that's like, I know the truth. I'm not just like having it in my head, but it's resonating in my heart and now that I'm like talking all this out, I can see that that is what the Lord is doing. Like he's putting me so sweetly in situations that it's forcing me to see who he is. Um, it's forcing me to, to change my view of him and to see the different sides of his face and the different sides of his heart and what he thinks about me and even how I think about myself as a child of God. Like it is, he is definitely challenging me and growing me and it is painful. It hurts. It's uncomfortable, but I'm so grateful for it. And I'm grateful for moments like this, where just like Peter, like when you're walking on water, where you have to just fixate your eyes, where you just have to fix your eyes on the Lord and be fixated on his beauty and his goodness and, and the right things, you know, this morning, um, (laughs) well, this afternoon, it was actually not too long ago where, um, my sweet husband was, he's so observant. Like when I say he is the most observant and, attentive human being that I know of. Um, and it blesses my soul so much. I legitimately had a moment where I was like, Oh my gosh, like, how do we do this? Like if people do want to give, if they are moved to support us financially, we don't even have a link for it. Like, what if we don't do this, then it won't happen. And you know, nobody's going to reach out because everything we do has to be perfect in order for it to for it to work, like I just started second guessing everything and was like already getting down on myself because I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't think about that. We're going to be screwed. Like we can't do this without, without doing it right. Like, you know, if we don't do it perfect, then we're going to be homeless and we won't have any money. And, you know, like I was just going down this rabbit trail and he just so sweetly like looked me in my eyes and he was like, he actually, my head was down because I was extremely discouraged already. And he lifted my head and he was like, baby, we're not going to do that. We're not going to, we're going to just stop this before it even begins. No, no, no. We're not going to be discouraged. And he just started quoting Philippians 4, 6 through 10. And I'm just going to read it to you because I pray that whatever situation you're going through right now, where you are facing unknowns, you are facing um, extreme uncertainty, where you're worried or filled with fear or anxiety, or um, you are taking steps to just walk into what the Lord has called you to, and you don't know how it's going to work out. Um, 
I just want to encourage you with the scripture and I pray that you just meditate on it throughout the week. Again, I hope it ministers to you in some way um, because it did me. But it says, again, this is Philippians 6 through 10. It says, don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. And so that ministered to me so much, like be anxious for nothing, like just be anxious for nothing and pray about everything like just thank the lord about what he's doing what he's already done what he's going to do and present what it is that you need to the lord and just allow the fact that you are laying your concerns at his feet to guard your heart with peace knowing that he cares for you and so in that moment it was exposed to me that i must really not believe that he cares much for me you know like and i'm just being open and vulnerable and unhidden (laughs) um before you guys right now just sharing that like i struggle with how i feel like the lord thinks about me sometimes and it's more times than not i have really bad habits really bad thought patterns that are strongholds that the Lord is revealing to me in this season from being married because my husband is the complete opposite and it blesses me so much. Um, So yeah, I, and then the next part, verse eight says, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And I'm like, wait a second. I just told y'all earlier that I struggle with like always having negative thoughts and being in hopelessness and a lack of faith. But literally the scripture here says, think about good things. And I asked my, my husband, I said, wait, but how can you think on good things when you know bad things are happening? Like, how do you do that? That doesn't make sense to me. Like, why would I be like, oh my gosh, the sky is blue and that's amazing when I'm like sitting and there's no running water or there's nowhere to lay my head or I don't have a job or there's no money coming in. Like how can you fix your eyes in that way on good and beautiful things when everything around you is not going well? Like that doesn't make sense to me. It, that seems impossible. And then Stuart says to me, he says, yeah, to you, it looks bad. Like to you, it looks impossible. And to you, it looks stupid, but the Lord knows what he's doing. So if he's asking you, no matter what you're going through to lay it at his feet, to don't be, to not be anxious, to pray about it and allow the peace to cover your heart and then think on good things, there must be a reason for it. So just trust him at his word. So another thing I'm like, gosh, dang it. I don't trust the word as much as I thought I did or as much as I should, you know, like it's just, It's crazy. It's crazy how much the word can expose the heart. And it's crazy um, how many habitual things we are wrapped up in and we don't even notice that 
it's the enemy. Like they're just things we're used to doing or ways we we're used to thinking. And um, if we read the word, if we stay in the word, the Lord is helping us renew our mind. And so anyway, I feel like I can go on a rampage and then I don't want this podcast to be too much longer. But um, yeah, I just want to encourage you. If you're anxious about anything, read Philippians 4, 6 through 10 and just meditate on it. Just let that be the only scripture you meditate on for the rest of the week. And just believe that if you keep your eyes fixed on the Lord, that he will see you through. If you look at the waves, you will sink. You will drown. But he is also still so good to pick you up out of the water even when you start drowning. But I just want to encourage you to try your best to just look at the Lord and keep your eyes on him first. Stay in hope, stay in faith, and watch and see what he does. Um, Yeah, I love you guys so much. I am just so excited that we are here with another podcast episode, and I cannot wait to bring another one to you guys. Um, Again, if you have any podcast suggestions or any questions or anything that you want me to hit on, feel free to DM me on Instagram. Um, My Instagram handle is Vesta Green Harrier. Um, It'll be in the show notes. So you can easily, when you're listening to this podcast, be able to find it in the description of this podcast. Um, But I just wanted to give you guys a little bit of a life update and just what the Lord is doing in my heart. Um, and again, just to be raw and real before you guys, just showing you I'm not perfect. I don't have it all together. We're in a crazy season. I'm five months married. We're about to pack up everything. We're leaving at the end of April. Our lease isn't up though until the end of June. Where's the money going to come from to cover that? Where's the money going to come from to do the internship? Where are we going to lay our heads? You know, like there are just so many things and I'm just laying it out there and being real and letting you in on this this crazy and wild journey. And um, yeah, I just pray and ask that you just join us in prayer. Um, we appreciate your prayers. We need your prayers. And um, yeah, if you're in a similar situation in any way, um, big or small, it all is equal to the Lord. I pray that this encourages you. Um, yeah, I love you. I hope you have an amazing rest of the week. Find some way to practice Sabbath. You deserve it. You need it. You will love yourself for it. And you will feel the grace of God on it. No joke. And keep your head up. Keep your eyes on the Lord. And watch and walk in faith and see what he does. I can't wait to share with you guys what the Lord does. We feel like we're supposed to share our journey. And so... I am. It may seem super stupid because I don't have answers, but I can't wait to see how the Lord shows up. And as he shows up, I pray it ministers to you. All right, lovely one. I love you and I pray you have a good one. I'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Unhidden. Be sure to subscribe, rate and review and share this podcast with a friend. If you're on Instagram, let's connect. My social media handles are in the show notes. All right. Well, that's all for now, my loves. Be sweet, be you, and be free. See ya.